Welcome to the family with Ralph the Basham MD, Hackmaster. Oh, and you Which one do you have on? This one. This yeah. one. Alex is on. There we, there we go. <laughs> Josh Basham. Andy Brand Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Yeah, that's all we do is just deliver. <laughs> we over need to mark over. these. It's a Monday, but on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's, Monday, but on a Tuesday. It's that's a super Monday. What? <laughs> all right, in any case, we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. I have to get over this song. I love this song. Always have loved this song. Kristen Burt joins us from Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen, entertainment reporter extraordinaire as she's known. Hi. Oh, you weren't even going to take credit for that. I thought you'd jump in and go, you goddamn right, or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's How me. How are you? Marvelous. How are... Actually, I'm not totally marvelous, and I'll tell you why. Because I used Uh-oh. to really like Eric McCormick, and now I cannot stomach him. Why did he do that to me? He did it to me specifically. Who? Eric McCormick, the guy who played Will on Will and Grace. Oh. He now asks for the names of all actors that uh, supported Donald Trump or voted for him. He wants their names so he doesn't have to work with them again. Well, I don't think he uh, well, will be. Well, that started. Because... Wait, wait, wait. We have to go back to who the origin tweet was, and that started with his co-star, Deborah Messing. That's correct. 
Jesus. And that's when she started playing the guitar on the family that's podcast. Mute. It was unbelievable. Mute. Um, yeah, it started with Deborah Messing, whom I've never liked. She's a she's a very pretty woman, she's a very talented woman, but what a massive pain in the ass. She's, she's kinda, psychotic. She is crazy. She's kind of like Kristen Burt like. Hmm. Oh wait a minute. Uh, clearly not, because I don't <laughs> send out tweets like that. I don't want anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone about politics on Twitter. <laughs> no, of course not. You know what's so fascinating? And, and you know what? I want to get to, Josh Basham is here as well. He lives in Los Angeles, too. And I want to get both your take on this, or everybody on the show's take on this. Um, I did a, a, round, a little around-the-table question for all the people on the KQ Morning Show. What TV shows do you watch? Broadcast television. What TV shows do you watch? Um my daughter, who's 30, and her husband, who will turn 35 on Thursday, I believe, is his birthday. You know what uh, TV show they watch? It's the only TV show they watch. They watch one. You know what it is? And I'm talking about broadcast television. I'm not talking about streaming, or I'm not talking about, you know. Cable. Cable or any of that stuff. I'm just talking about broadcast television. The only TV show they watch that used to be on broadcast television, this is a 30-year-old and a 35-year-old. They watch Columbo. they watch Columbo they think it's hilarious oh wait a minute I got one more question for you they love him which I love Peter Falk did you ever get to know Peter Falk Kristen Burt I'm sorry hello What what did you fall apart on me no, you cut out. I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Well, the question was, what the hell's the matter with you? That was a question. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> that was not it. It was, did you did you ever get to know Peter Falk? No, I did not. You ever met him? Never interviewed him, never met him, never interacted with him. One of the nicest men I ever met in my entire life. Just a really, really nice guy. He was on tour with Paul Reiser for the movie... God, what was the name of that movie again? It was a really good movie, too. In-Laws. Not The In-Laws. No? It was something about, oh, God, Paul Reiser produced it, I believe, and he got Peter Falk to do it, and he was all happy. So Paul Reiser and Peter Falk came in the studio. Honest to God, at the end of the show, Peter Falk walks over, and he gives me this big hug. And as he's hugging me, he whispers in my ear, kid, what are you doing in Minneapolis? I mean, it was a, he didn't realize it was my hometown or whatever, but he thought... You know, he was t- telling me how I should I should move to New York or Los Angeles. And I thought, I probably should have, but, you know. <laughs> no, it all, it all works out in the I love living in Minneapolis and St. Paul, but you know, what a nice thing to say to someone, don't you think? That you're living in the wrong city and that your talent's too big for Minneapolis? I don't know that he said that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was a compliment to your talent. I mean, I think he wanted, he thought you should be in a bigger city, probably. Yeah, probably true. How far are we in, Andy? Let's find out. Oh, you're going gonna to know that? I said, he didn't start the clock. Andy's been forgetting to start the clock lately, which means I have to push him We're down. four minutes in. All right, so we go to 11. You're going to have to start it now. Didn't, I, I think <laughs> oh my this, God. this thing is... Well, luckily, it's not a distraction to come on. <laughs> but in any case, so I'm very, very upset with, with Eric McCormick. I, I always liked him a whole lot. What was the name of that one show? He was a professor or something. Oh, I don't know. That, I'm sorry. I don't know. Not, Do you have any idea, I know him on Will and Grace. Oh, he was on a show called, it had a one-word title. He, he played a college professor, oh, I believe. Oh, I know. Will? Which one. Yeah, hold on. It's just called Will. No. 
Uh, let's see. What was the name of it? It's kind of sad. His career section on Wikipedia is Will and Grace after Will and Grace. Oh. Well, this was after Will and Grace. Well, I mean. Here, had a, me had a one-word title, and it was a really good show, and he was really good at I think he's a hell of an actor. Travelers. No, not he was, Travelers. Oh, yeah, he was in Travelers, wasn't no, he? wasn't Travelers. Uh, hmm. Oh, God, I can't. It's not even showing up. <clears throat> one-word title, Perception. <laughs> Perception. There you go. There you go. That's what it was. He was in 34 episodes of that. Yes. He was the star of the show, if I remember correctly. And I watched it because I really like him, but I will never watch him again. Uh, who dare, Who do you think you are? I need the name of everyone I'm ever going to work with. But sh- blow it out your ass, you little creep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm so tired of it. Does it really ma- matter that, that you work with somebody... Who might have different beliefs than you? Yeah. I want, I Gee. want all, and I want the names of all the Catholics, and I want the name of all the mixed race people. I want all these. I want this. I want to. I want to be able to put put multiple layers on this, so I can decide on who I work with. If I don't like what they say, I've done or look like. I'm not doing it. It's and stupid. To, and to steal a line from Richard Pryor, and we don't want the Irish. <laughs> One of the greatest jokes ever told. Um, what do you think of that in Hollywood? I, seriously. The big problem that we have, Kristen, is that Hollywood is so political that people have stopped watching television. They just, I won't. You know what I watch? I watch the Beverly Hillbillies and I watch the Lucy show. That's what I watch because there's no politics involved. You want to hear a great joke from the Beverly Hillbillies last week, Kristen? (laughs) The, um, well, I I want to just say something you said about politics and entertainment. Dancing with the Stars is is finding that to be a big issue because they catch on Spicer this season. And there is a big hashtag going around, boycott DWTS. I mean, the show doesn't premiere until September 16th, but we will see what happens. But a lot of people have said no matter which side of the fence they fall on, they just want a two-hour break from politics. They want to see people dance and have fun, and they don't need a political figure to kind of muck that up. You know, Kristen, the amazing thing about that is I was a little boy when I first heard that kind of talk, and it had happened several years before I was born. But you know who said things like, I need a list of all the people? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that's who. I mean, that's how Nazism operated. I, I will not work with you unless I know who you are. I have to make sure you're not a Jew. Nazis. And the McCarthy era. Yeah. And the McCarthy I, era. I need a list of all that's these exactly people. Right. I need this list. Yep. This is really, really bad, what they're doing. Have, let's have lists of people, and then let's boycott some of the people, and let's boycott some. That's what Nazi Germany did. Oh, my God. It's really scary, don't you think, Kristen? Well, I, I do think it is. And, it's you know, it's one of those things, too, that if enough people boycott the show, you're also affecting hundreds of people that work behind the scenes. Correct. And all the dancers that you do love um, who have been employed for many, many years by that show. So, And this is kind of a make-it-or-break-it season for them on ABC because ratings have been going down significantly without Sean Spicer. I I don't think that they needed to cash Sean Spicer, but at the same time realize canceling the show because you hate one person is not really ideal if you love the show and want to watch it for coming upcoming seasons. No, Kristen, I will tell you, I'm not exactly Fred Astaire. I know that's hard to believe. Wait a minute, you're young. Do you even know who Fred Astaire is? I do know who Fred Astaire is. Oh, thank God. Ginger, come on. Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, you're absolutely right. 
But, um... When you look... What was that now? I don't know. Computer's disobeying me. It's a disaster. I had to turn Adblock off for a news site. Oh, did you? Yep. Yeah, Adblock. Never a good idea. Yeah, it's not. It is not a good idea. Is it? It's never a good idea. Anyway, what was I just talking about? We're talking about Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Ginger Rogers. Oh, um, I've never met Sean Spicer. I've seen him on TV, but I can tell you from seeing him on TV, you can go, "Oh, there's a guy that can't dance." Well, yeah. <laughs> I just just look at the guy. He can't dance. No, he can't. He's going to be out in like week two. That's... They first vote someone off, and maybe he'll stay to week three because someone will keep him around. But at the same yeah. time, he's not going to win the mirror ball, and he's not going to be there at the end of the season. No. So just fuck it up. He'll be off before you know it. Can we have the patience to do things like I, who cares? I mean, I was trying to think of somebody that the that the uh, conservatives would would ban watching the show, would, would boycott the show. Who would who would that be? With, with the conservatives, Michelle. No, Michelle they Obama. wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Only because yes, she's probably she's not as good a dancer as Sean Spicer. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> she's a better dancer. She would stick around longer. Are you sure? See, yeah, I, yeah, she can move. She can move. You know, other than the fact that she uses, uh, you know, she uses race a lot in her in her talks. I don't have anything against Michelle Obama. She she's just doing what what works, and what works <laughs> right now is to talk about white men. And she does like to do that, which you know, she, I just she's a massive pain in the ass. Let's be honest, but I don't have anything against her. White men are a pain in the ass too. How? <laughs> Explain it to me. Teasing you. Explain you are you not teasing me. I'm telling your husband because isn't he half honky? He's no, he's he's Latino. He's, he's all. Oh, I thought he was half white and half Latino. No, he's all Latino. I didn't know that. Huh. Surprise! So is he working for you when you met him? Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> I saw. I have a good story insinu- for you. You're actually going to love this. I will love this story. Okay. I bet. Yes, you're going to love the story. So my brother, who lives in um, the Miami West Palm Beach area, um, obviously the hurricane's coming in. He went away for the weekend to Mexico. <laughs> He's stuck there because the airport is closed. Oh God. And Wait, 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 wait. Here's the best part of it. His passport expires on September 8th. Oh, oh he could be in jail for the rest how, of his life. Well, how did he get on the plane? I know. No, he's probably going to come to L.A., actually, to oh, okay. <laughs> at least get out of the country. But I just thought I was like, the irony of all of that is it's really sweet. Well, I didn't think you could get on the plane uh, if your passport was within six months of expiring. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't think that you... It depends. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah, Mexico probably. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it just depends. That could be. It depends on who you get, too, at customs. You get someone that wants to give you a hard time, they'll give you a hard time. No, but I thought it was the plane ride. If if you're driving, it's one thing. But when you... When you when you get on the plane to get on the plane to do an international flight, you have to show your passport. If your passport's within six months of expiring, they won't accept it. I didn't know that. So some of the some of the rules going to Mexico, they're a little bit yeah, they are different. Okay. in Canada too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're attached. No, can you get yeah, into Mexico got, if you get a DWI? <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't know because Canada, you can't. Did you know that, Kristen? You cannot get into Canada if you've had a DWI in America. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't get in. So Mexico, how's that? 
I've only been to Mexico twice. You know where I've been in Mexico? I've been there twice. You know where I've been? Yeah. Oh, excuse me, three times. Here are the three cities I've been in in Mexico. You ready? Tijuana, yeah. Matamaros, and Juarez. Nice choices wow. for going to Mexico, huh? <laughs> Border town. Oh. Border towns. They are really nice yeah. joints, I'll tell you that. So huh? many, there are so many beautiful places in I Mexico know. to I know. visit. That's not at the top of the list. Um, one of the best places I ever went to in Mexico is San Miguel de Allende in central Mexico, and a lot of expats live there. Oh, really? I see a lot of Americans living there, but it's in, but it's a beautiful, beautiful town. Very artistic. That's what I've heard. It's fun to visit. I always wanted to go to Acapulco because of Elvis Presley, fun in Acapulco, but I guess that's not a good place to go any longer. It's not safe. That's Acapulco it. reminds me of the love boat because they always have the, the love boat. And what was, what was, and there wasn't there a, a series uh, filmed at Las Brisas there? Uh, with the pink jeeps, oh, that I thought there was a I thought it was a TV show that was uh, featured that there in Acapulco. Was there a short guy that said the plane, the plane? That one? No, no, it wasn't that one. Wasn't that one? No, I don't think so. Hervé Villechez, wasn't that his name? Yeah, God rest his soul. Is he no, dead? I think yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. That sucks. Short life expectancy for people with dwarfism. Man. Why? Uh, well, it's just uh, that sort of uh, condition affects a lot of their body. Well, that's too bad. Internal organs and whatnot, and it's yeah. That's rather unfortunate. Yeah. So, so now Joe's coming back. When's he coming back? When's you coming back, my brother? Oh, it's your brother. I thought it was your husband. No. My husband is here in Los Angeles. It's my brother that is stuck in Mexico. Yeah, but you like that. You'd love him to have to be stuck in Mexico for the rest of his life. I actually offered that he can come and stay here because the airports are closed in Florida. So if he can get a flight out, he's going to come to L.A. So he I just love stuck that. in Mexico with an expired passport. Your own brother, and you say, I actually allowed him to stay at my house. That's real nice, Kristen. <laughs> I invited him to stay. I, didn't oh. say I allowed him. Uh, he's a pain. He's a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the butt, but he's really funny. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. Um, we're in Mexico. I know that while we're here, we will laugh a lot, um, even though we are completely opposite. Can't believe we were raised in the same house and had the same parents. Uh, look, I got two, actually three of my brothers and sisters I grew up with won't even talk to me anymore. Isn't that amazing? They will really? not talk to me. What did? What did you do to them? What did I do to them? What do you mean, what did I do? Listen to you. Took care of their mother. Took care yeah. of their younger brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a horrible sin. Yeah, too. No, it's all based on politics. It was all, and I'm not even conservative. That's yeah. the amazing thing. Well, it's just I'm a centrist, which is too far right for them. Well, that's why I wanted to accuse, accuse you that, uh, you know, <laughs> your, brother, your brother would have been on that list, that list of people who cannot stay with you. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. What happened? People who cannot stay at my house. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Kristen Burt with us right back in seconds with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, 
The best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Bang a gong. Get it on. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Kristen Burt, former press secretary for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I want her on my list. Uh, I just love annoying her. The political signs are coming up now. I've oh, I don't think she can hear us. She should be able to. Kristen? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't hear you before. It happens sometimes. Once in a while it does happen. I have a question yeah. for you about, um, oh, first of all, I have a recommendation uh, for a movie. It's a documentary. It's one hour long, and it's called Truly Tasteless Jokes. It's about the woman who wrote those 15 Truly Tasteless Joke books. Oh, really? You know how much she made from those paperbacks? $140 million. Well, they probably make great bathroom readers. Oh, they, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> Everybody's got them in their bathroom stacked up. Yeah, and they're on that on that real soft paper. So you can just, if you run <coughs> yes. out of the other paper, Next you just tear one out. out. Next to the Reader's Digest. F- flushable, you know, you know, about, biodegradable. Here's the one I don't understand, though, and Andy brought it up last night because we showed him a little bit of it. The, there, there's a black section, a white section, a Spanish section, a Mexican section. There's all these truly tasteless jokes, and they categorize them. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, this clearly wasn't published uh, recently because no. that would no, have been was years uh, ago. Yeah, people would have uh, petitioned to get that off the shelf. Actually, what is it? Was it Simon and Schuster said? publish this we can't even xerox this <laughs> that's what she said the simon and schuster said to her but i think it was bantam house was it was it was it bantam uh, house is that what it's called that published see. truly tasteless jokes she I wrote 15 what? editions sold 140 million dollars worth of books but here's a joke i don't get and i don't think andy got it valentine either. yeah valentine was valentine books. yeah oh, it was valentine okay okay in the black section okay it says, why don't KFCs have toilet paper in their bathrooms? Because it's finger-licking good. Oh, now, what does that have to do with black people? I don't get, do you get it? Wow. All these jokes are honest to God. I don't even really get the joke. I don't get that joke either. How, what does that even mean? Yeah, that should be in the Polish one. Yeah, the, oh, the Polish one's <laughs> really good. The Polish section. <laughs> 
Huh, there, there, there's one in the Polish Italian section that says, "You hear about the guy who's half Polish and half Italian? <laughs> he made himself an offer he couldn't understand." <laughs> I mean, some of the jokes are really funny. Chris, don't you think that's a, that that joke's funny? Don't you think? Okay. Oh, well, here we well, I'll tell go. You what, it, the, the thing we watched last night, we watched Dave Chappelle's new uh, new stand-up uh, s- uh, special. Oh, yeah. Man. He goes he, after everybody. Out of the park he hit it. He was, yeah. uh, he was right on his yeah, mind. He's very funny. Oh, and he had some biting commentary about all sorts of yeah, stuff. he said it. Everything's politically incorrect. I can't wait to see it. I haven't uh, watched it yet. Good. No, absolutely. You absolutely. I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough because he just, he just – he just shines a light on a lot of different things that you want to understand and think about in your own head. I think he did an exceptional job. I laughed, laughed at so much stuff. We Why were, do you think it is that it's okay for black people to be politically incorrect but not white people? That would be racist. Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be terrible. Terribly I mean, racist. You the can't stuff he does. treat black people better because they're black. The, the uh, it was interesting. He did tell one joke. God, and, and one joke in his well, it was a story. He says that when he was doing the Chappelle show, he said that uh, he they he wrote a he wrote a skit that had the word faggot in it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he talk, I remember talking about that. And he says that there was a, there was a group of people that, that were sort of the overseers of this sort of stuff. And I get what's exactly what their name was. Right. They, were, they were supposed to oversee this, and they saw that. And so he get call, got called into this woman's office, and he, he said, that a "Great person, great person to work with." Even though he was involved with them a lot because of the thing, the subject matter he was doing. He said, yeah. "He said, you know, I can use the N word as much as I want on right. that with impunity, right. but I can't use that word." And she and she and, she, and her response was she says she looked at him and she says well you are not a faggot and he says oh I see he, so he gets up he gets up turns around he says wait a second came back and took her he says yeah but I'm not an N either there you go <laughs> see now that, <laughs> that's brilliant oh man that's brilliant he, right there he, oh great comment so but, I think it's terrific. Yeah. And I, I look, Dave Chappelle is as funny as it gets. He reminds me a lot. Actually, he's more polished than Richard Pryor was. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Pryor was phenomenal in changing comedy, but Chappelle's really polished. But he does. He, he did, did take from Rich. No, Red Fox. He took from Red Fox. Yeah. Smoking the cigarette. Oh yeah. Hitting the, hitting the heaters all the time. He had a heater going all the time. Everybody got to wash that. <laughs> the greatest jokes of all time. Well, after we watched it last night, I pulled. Uh, I was kind of curious to see what the press coverage would be about his show because it mm-hmm. just came out what two weeks ago, um, and they. Almost all the coverage was was saying that it was inappropriate. Really, people should mm-hmm. boycott it, and he should be fired. Dave Chappelle, yeah, really, all the yeah. press coverage, wow. all the press coverage said what, that. What do you think of that, Kristen? Dave Chappelle isn't he pretty much I, allowed to say whatever he wants? I feel like he is. Don't you think? I think people. I think there's certain rules for different comedians. Why certain comedians can get away with stuff? I, I don't know. But I feel like certain comedians like can get away with a ton of stuff, and then others, there would be a huge public outcry. You'd be like, "Too soon! Why'd you do that? That's horrible." Yeah, comedians should have absolute uh, freedom of speech. I agree mm-hmm. completely. You're never gonna. Richard Pryor changed our society because he did things that no one else dared to do, and I thought it was in a very positive way. It humanized everybody, and that's the part that that I love. Is, you know, and again, I just followed the lead of Martin Luther King Jr. Treat everybody the same. Not better, not worse. The same. Everybody gets treated the same. 
What's wrong with that? Why is that? A, how is that a bad thing, Kristen? It just doesn't work that way because groups don't like certain groups don't like each other. There's always been mm-hmm. like I'm from Boston, you know, and people oh. would make fun of the Irish and that, you know what I mean? And then you have a history. There's a lot of segregation still in Boston, even in 2019, you deal with all of that. Um, and then you have, you know, different sides warring yeah. with each other all the time. It's West Side Story all over again. It really doesn't ever subside 100%. It's too bad that it doesn't because could we all just grow up and understand that it's racist as hell to treat somebody better because of their skin color? That's ridiculous. Or blaming all white men for slavery, which was around thousands of years before honkies were. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. And, and one of the thing, other things that he touched on and spoke to, he said that uh, making a joke about something normalizes something. That's exactly what he does. does normalizes. And, he, yep. and, and Dave Chappelle was criticized for making jokes about R. Kelly because he was normalizing R. Kelly's behavior or whatever behavior that might have been appropriate well, for R. Wasn't. Kelly. He, but he then said, and so he, he talked. He was talking to a transsexual who just loved his humor in, in, in really a private situation. This, this person said... Well, you were criticized about R. Kelly, but you making jokes about transsexualism and, and people that are that are changing from one sex to another or one gender to another, said he said he said that should normalize that, and so you should accept these yeah. jokes because you're normalizing that situation. First of all, if it were me, if I were transsexual, I would want to feel just comfortable in my own skin, and if you're treating me better, it would make me nervous as hell. Yep. It's like, what do you really want? What is it that you want from me? Because it's not, you know, just me straight up. I don't know. Maybe I have a different view of that than everyone else does. But I I don't, whenever someone treats me better than I think they should, I always go, what do they want? Yeah, yeah. what's what's be, what's behind this? What's yeah, the, what's behind this really nice? Here. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Well, speaking of which, I'm a little short this week. <laughs> so is Hervé Villachez. Oh, don't be making fun of dwarfism, which <laughs> I wasn't, right. by the way. But um, So, Kristen, you got to see this show. Uh, again, it's called Tasteless, Tasteless uh, Truly Tasteless Jokes. Uh, the woman's name on the book is Blanche Not. Of course, is do not Blanche. That's why she used the name Blanche. Not her real I name. I love it. Her <laughs> real name is like Ashton Applewhite. I think is her real name, mm-hmm. or Asher. Really? Yeah, something like that. And she now her full time job now she's got 140 million dollars from Truly Tasteless Jokes. Is she's campaigning against ageism because somebody walked up her on the street and said, "You look really good for your age." <laughs> why would you say that to somebody? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. People do that all the time. Why? I don't know. I, don't I mean, either. I think people are. I think people. Yeah, I mean, I think people sometimes they want to say like, "Oh, you look great," but they add for your age. So <laughs> for your age. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> that happens, and I think it happens a lot to you know people on TV. Like, you're so much younger looking than on TV, or you're so much skinnier than what we see on TV or taller, whatever it is. Um, and it's such a backward compliment. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> you smell so good for your age. For your age. Yeah. For your sense. age. You don't have old man smell. What is that? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was, Why does oh, it have to be old, old man, man smell, you sexist? Oh, oh. Sexist. I, I, can't believe this, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Everyone just gets stabbed in the heart. What? 
You know what amazes me is I was thinking about this whole everything sucks and everything's horrible and we're going to use your words against you. That has been going along on forever and ever. And the number one example, and no one believes me, but it actually is true historically, is calling a man a pussy has nothing to do with women, has nothing to do with them at all. It's just a shortened version of pusillanimous, which means cowardly. But they had to assume you have, you were insulting women has nothing to do with women. Isn't that amazing? That's right. It is amazing. That's why I don't use that word. I use sissy, regardless yeah. of, of people. You're actually emasculating men. Not if you call them pusillanimous. You're just a coward. There are a lot of cowardly yeah, men. But, but it's used in an emasculating way in most cases. Calling guy a pussy? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I've ever called a guy a pussy in my life. Oh, yeah, pussy. No, sugar tit. Yes, I do say <laughs> that all the time. <laughs> okay, Mel Gibson. <laughs> but that, oh, that's right. He called that cop sugar tits, didn't he? <laughs> Mel. What a lunatic. Is he as nuts as he seems? I don't I just try and stay away from Mel Gibson. I just don't <laughs> That's enjoy a good him. idea. Well you're an attractive woman, so I think that's a good idea. So he's been just spending his <laughs> he's been spending his money. He hasn't been around. No. He's, he's only, better that way. He's only worth about eight hundred million. I think million, we're good without him, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still ragweeding it up. Man, I hate this. Well, if he can st- Where's if- your cough button? <coughs> there are no cough buttons in this studio. <coughs> it's real. We're keeping home. it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> That's why. Oh, Did you just say we're keeping it real? Yeah. I said we're keeping it real. <laughs> you might have to get out. <laughs> we're keeping it real. What? I just learned. I just. I just got off the Dave Chappelle. Uh, give, give me twenty four forty eight hours so I can get <coughs> get his language out of my system. Well, speaking, God, he was so great. Yeah. Speaking of Chappelle, I put a news article in the calendar for you. Um, He's trying to invite audience to appreciate the value of comedy and free speech as an American bedrock. So they're trying to campaign to not silence comedians like Chappelle. Good. You don't you don't silence any comedian. No. Any comedian. They should say whatever they want. And if people don't like it, don't go to their shows. I know. Yeah, and the market no, will sort it out. It's so easy to avoid things. I love it when people go on Twitter and they're like, thanks for spoiling the outcome. I'm like... 24 hours have passed. Stay off the internet if you haven't watched it on your DVR. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, it's you have so to... It's so easy to avoid things. It really is. You're absolutely right about that. I'm I'm trapped between a couple of groups of psychopaths. What should I do about this? And by that, I mean, <laughs> on one hand, you've got people like Chris Hayes saying that uh, if the Electoral College weren't in the Constitution, it'd be unconstitutional, <laughs> which might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard a human being say. And on the other hand, I've got the Catholic Church banning Harry Potter because there's magic in it. Mm-hmm. I'm trapped I between saw these that. People. I mean, I am it trapped might conjure right up in the middle. Evil spirit. Oh God, evil spirit conjuring up evil spirits <laughs> with Harry Potter. Oh my God. I, I'm like Hermione, so cute. Come on. I know it's really hard to bring in. I know. But it's why? Adorable. I yeah. It's like banning any book, like any book that's been banned. Right. Cool. You're like, really? Come on. It's literature. It's the same thing as censoring comedians. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. I do have to ask you, well, you only got about one minute left in this segment, but I did notice there was a big, big thing going on. And I love F. Scott Fitzgerald. I read, I've read everything he's ever written, and I absolutely love him. But why does he get by with using the N-bomb in his books and nobody else does? Yeah, Mark Twain does not. <laughs> 
and Mark Twain does not. That's a, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I talked about this morning. Twain is being raked over the coals for using the big N, but F. Scott Fitzgerald used it all the time in his writing. Good question. I don't really understand. There, there either has to be you, yeah, the same, you have to have the same role. F. Scott Fitzgerald was liberal, wasn't he? Oh. And Mark of Twain was, conservative, I, yeah. was not. He was a conservative he guy. Was, he was conservative. So once again, it's your fault, Kristen. You and your people. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh my goodness! We'll be right back. More oh my goodness! What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back with Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. So, Kristen, Catherine and I were going to go to a movie over the weekend, but nothing new came out, which kind of upset me on Labor Day weekend. Why didn't they throw one new movie out anyway? That would have been nice. It's kind of surprising considering it was like the last big movie weekend of the year, yeah. and then they waited until this weekend to do the sequel to It which is going to be, even though it's getting mixed reviews, it is going to be a big movie this weekend. So, But I think because a lot of people are out vacationing, the next day is oftentimes the first day of school for everyone. I think they think people are just kind of busy. And so they think the first weekend of fall, you know, technically, because people go back to school, is when people will go back to the movies. I, I See, but it would have been a perfect... Catherine and I had a plan on Saturday to go to a movie and go have dinner somewhere and there was nothing mm-hmm. to go see because there were no new movies out. But I got to be honest with you, if it would have been it, I wouldn't have got Please explain to me somebody. I've been asking and asking and asking. Why would you possibly be afraid of a clown? Who cares? <laughs> Why are clowns so so frightening to people? I think it was John Wayne Gacy. It's the makeup. Yeah. I think it's the makeup and the crazy hair, don't you think? So it's yeah. like my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie Sanders, yeah. Crazy Bernie hair. Sanders, the crazy hair. Like Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump, the crazy hair and the makeup. And his spray tan. No, I'm gonna go yeah, come on. I'm gonna go screen it tomorrow night. It's not scary. 
No, I don't think it, uh, it's got some creep factor to it. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, a clown. Ooh. It's those sharp teeth. That's the guys teeth. with the machete. That's the guys I'm afraid of. <laughs> Does it have a machete? No, he has a red balloon. <laughs> what? Oh, That's God, what he's he got a red balloon. Oh, God, I can't take it anymore. That's the symbol that he's coming by. So and... what, what, is it, what does it mean? I... It's just like he needs what he holds, and it's just that you know when you see a red balloon kind of floating by, you're in a lot of trouble. So what does he, does he kill people? I've never seen it, so I don't know. Yes. He kind of eats them, doesn't he? Oh, well, he eats, kind he eats of the, people? Yeah, the premise of it oh, is like, man. it's this, he's formed into a clown, but it's like these kids' worst fears formed into, it's almost like a thought form. They grow up for Christmas, <laughs> so, big babies. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thought form, it's like a shadow person. Kind of like a tulpa. Oh, That's what they're man. called, tulpas. It's We're, like a thought form, and it's like all these kids' fears in this neighborhood. So it's their worst is embodied, nightmare. Is oh, embodied yeah. into this. Oh, where's clown. our bell when you need them? Yeah, exactly. you float too. <laughs> yeah. Call Dave. Dave would know. Float down here. Well, the original one, he turned out. It turned out to be it's a big creepy. spider. Right? It is creepy yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I what? think it was really well done, and. It gave me nightmares, so that's what it's supposed to do. Okay, so basically it's a creepy guy who delivers your worst for... So I just called him Dad. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Some people might say that's mean-spirited. It's huh? not that's mean-spirited. I'm just saying. God rest his soul. God bless him, huh? See, here he is with his red Get me balloon, out of here. Well, it's not scary. It's not that scary is at creepy. all. No, it's not. It's totally like I said, creepy. It looks like I my aunt. It. I was dumb. Was it stupid, Andy? <laughs> I thought it was dumb. Honest God, my aunt Matilda. Not my thing. Hey Tilly, how is it going with can the imagine, clown hair? Can you imagine being his dentist? Oh Jesus! Um, He's a North Sider. He's got billions of sharp teeth. He's got teeth. billions of teeth in Ugh. there. Anyway, Kristen, you going to see so it? I am going to go to see it. Um, and the last time I, when I saw the original movie, my poor husband had like claw marks in his biceps because. I'm I'm super jumpy in movies mm. like this. I scream a lot. So if you don't want to be near the noisy girl, don't sit near me. Mm. <laughs> I go and see it. This oh, week. Thank God he was with you at the movie. Yeah, I don't like to see him alone. And then, yeah, and then usually mid movie, I'm like, why did we go see this? And he's like, because you wanted to go see it. I'm like, I don't like this. That's usually what how it plays out. Hey, did you see Scary People? Because I do want to see not. that. I, I want to see Scary People because it's based on. A legendary children's book, or a series of books, actually. So I, I don't know if it's any good or not, but here, Laramo del Toro's involved, so he, he doesn't usually put out crap. I really like him. He's a nice guy, by the way. I've had him on a few times. What a good guy. Yes, He's a great guy. He and really a is. talented filmmaker, too. Oh, God, yes. Uh, Il, Il Orfanato is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. That was Laramo del Toro, too. I just call him Bill the Bull. You know what I mean? You guys are good friends. Yep. You know, William. Hilarimo is just William. So Bill. Guillermo. And then Del Toro. Billy. And then, you know, so it's just the bull. So Bill the bull. That's a good name, don't you think? It works. Does he like it, though? That's the question. I give a rat's ass if he does or not. I'll put on my clown makeup <laughs> if he doesn't like it. I say, honestly, God, I gotta be, I, I, let me just run this by. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go out and terrorize someone. I think I'll dress like a clown. What? That makes no sense. You terrorize a lot of people. Really? You know what, though? When I was a kid, wait, when I was a kid, there was, and I think actually it turned out to be John Wayne Gacy, 
when I was a kid, there yeah. was always yep. that rumor about a guy dressed as a clown, like kidnapping kids and blah, blah, blah. And John Wayne Gacy dressed as a clown. I think that's where some of those childhood playground yeah. started. Yeah, probably true. And so it does kind of add some sort of like terror to your childhood nightmares. You know, it's so sad. I was just thinking back to when I was a little kid. I, I do remember one of my uncles. <laughs> I, I didn't have a very good childhood, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> It's really but, depressing. What, my childhood? Well, you're, you're talking about all these sad stories today. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, it's just a situation where, honest to God, we're like, you know, hey, I won't say his name, but I love the guy. He was one of my favorite people. He was a very tough guy. He was a real tough guy. I think he was a gangster, but we never found out. He never had a job, but he had a car and a, a chauffeur, but he never worked. So what was he doing? He was making olive oil. So he said basically, hey, Tommy, do me a favor. Don't ever go near a clown. They'll probably diddle you. I'm like, <laughs> he, never told, he never told me what that meant. So I found out years later. It's like, what? Then I look back. He had been killed by that. Well, diddle, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, diddle does not sound good anyway, does it? But isn't that crazy? It's always associated with a clown. Diddling? Well, creepy clowns and well, doing creepy yeah. things. Clowns are Catholic priests. And I'm not being trying to be a smartass, it's true. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I was trying to think of what I could see in the street that would frighten me. I don't think there's anything like that that would frighten me. I'm not afraid of that kind of stuff. It's weird, isn't it? I had a roommate in um, Santa Monica that uh, was deathly afraid of clowns. And I, I don't know why. You don't know why. But on Third Street Promenade, there would always be one or <laughs> two clowns. <laughs> so we would there would always be one or two clowns. <laughs> he took the long well, way home. Well, that's good news. Yeah, he would vi- th- there would be a clown there once in a while, and he would just vis- visibly get very anxious and have to From turn around and walk, the, uh, and walk the other way. That amazes wow. me. Yeah. yeah, maybe there was some diddling. Are there? <laughs> maybe there was diddling. It might have, you know. Well, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it kind of launches the resurgence of horror and scary, no, horror and scary movies this Clown. season. Because uh, the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark sucked. Did it? Yes. Oh, mm. I wanted to go see Sorry Scary Stories to, to Tell in the bubble, Dark, but it wasn't. I love Hilarimo del Toro. I know. Oh, it was Jesus, just like Palomino. It was. It, it, it was like goosebumps. It wasn't goose. Oh, it is a kid children's story. Yeah, but it's it supposed to be more story. creepier than the goosebumps. But it just yeah. didn't. It didn't have didn't that. Lock in. No. Although you're in radio, you met plenty of creeps. <laughs> so there's no there's no question that you're used to it. So that's probably what the deal is. Yeah. I, yeah. That, I'm sorry to hear that because I already purchased the the uh, digital download of it. Well. So I just got burned out of like twenty bucks. That's nice to know. I'll give it a whirl. I'm not giving it a whirl. You said it sucks huge. Well, it'll be fine. Well, if you already bought it, you might as well watch it. I suppose. You're probably right. It sounds so exciting now. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just pulling me right in, don't you think? Well, then well, go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I hate him. Oh, it's, it's good It's too movie. long for him. He needs to wait till he gets the screener. Yeah, that's I know right. Tom. Yeah, because he's watching God, I pieces. love you, Kristen. You got me dialed right in. I've known you for years. Yeah. You got it all and then figured you can out. Get snacks. You have restroom breaks. You'll be all set. And you, Ooh, it'll snacks. make you cranky if you go to the theater. What kind of snack should I have? I oh, like it. Popcorn? I like a good chips and dip. You know, Catherine, I, do you have Credder's popcorn out in Los Angeles? 
No. Oh, it God. It's good, though. I love popcorn. Credder's popcorn. The cheese corn is unbelievably where, good. Where are they from? The Credder's? Credder's. It's not one of the Chicago know. outfits, is it? C-R-E-A-T-O-R-S. Huh. I think huh. that's a C-R-E-A-T-O-R-S. I think that's how you spell Credder's. Either there's an A or there's not. It's just C-R-E-T-O-R-S. I don't think there is an A. You don't think there is? It's just Credder's? C-R-E-T-O-R-S? Mm-hmm. They they have a combination, by the way. Yeah. Kristen Burt. They have a combination cheese and caramel corn, which sounds horrible, but it's phenomenal. It sounds that's horrible, the Chicago doesn't mix. it? Is that Chicago, Chicago mix. mix? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Chicago mix. That with, that's right. What's the famous um, Chicago popcorn place? They do that. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I can't think of the name of the place, but Oprah. Either. It was like Oprah's favorite. Hmm. That, explains a lot. Is well, that what she's of, not on Weight Watchers? I know a lot of places. <laughs> well, she owns it, doesn't she? She owns Weight Watchers now. Well, she's she does. Owned. It's called WW now. Yeah, WW. It's not Weight Watchers oh, anymore. So it's WW. WW. Because oh. it's easy to say WW. Yeah, really. A lot of, yeah, a lot of places around here sell that Chicago mix. Oh, like, do they? Yeah, that one candy store. Garrett's. Garrett's popcorn oh, in Chicago. Garrett's. There you go, baby. Yes. It's Garrett's. That's exactly right. Very good. Did you find Credder's? Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm it's not creditors that you're used to. <laughs> bill collector. Critters. Bill collector. Just look up bill collector. <laughs> look at it. What kind of popcorn is this, bill collector? Yeah, you don't want any part of that mix. From now on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you can buy, buy it at Target. Target. What, Credder? Yeah, Credder. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good stuff, but it doesn't say where it's manufactured. Let me try to work on this. I don't know what the so. deal is. All right, so, Kristen, we got... We're after Labor Day now, so then we got it coming up this weekend. What what's coming down the pike, which I would be excited about? Movies, TV. Honestly, uh, I just don't feel like there's like a super exciting TV show yet this year that's no. really jumped out at me. Sad. No, the only one that I'm excited in it is they just recast a role. So I think it's going to wind up being a mid-season replacement is, and I, we mentioned it, I think last week was Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm-hmm. They just brought Lauren Graham on uh, to star in it, which I think is great. But again, it's because she was just recast, recasting a, a different role. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we see it. So it's going to be interesting because right now we're going to start getting into all of the Oscar season movies. And that's kind of where... We'll start diving into maybe more quality dramas versus Avengers and things like that. You know what I, just, I know some people love it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you know I think I I, I'm tired of um, superheroes. I'm ready you know, for something a little bit juicier. I can't wait to see uh, Renee Zellweger in Judy. Duty? That's going to be one of my big ones for fall. Judy, she's playing Judy Garland. Oh, Judy! I thought you said Duty. It was a movie about poop. No, it's a. Bu- is what? it? Is Duty. It- now, I've heard people now calling them biopics on all I so hate that when they say biopic. It's, it's biopic. biopic. That's what I biopic. say. Biopic. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, hate biopic. that when they say that. That looks really good. I'm excited. Judy? Yes. Oh, that's going to be yeah, very sad, They though. said that the movie itself might have a few um, holes in the plot. However, she is outstanding, and it's worth seeing just for that. So. One of the holes is they said she never drank. <laughs> that girl could drink, man. Woo, you know she's from Minnesota, Kristen. You knew that, right? Oh no, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Judy Garland. Frances Gum, isn't that her real name? 
something like that. And they, they have Judy Garland days up there. They do? Yeah, where they have a parade so and everybody, <laughs> everybody's drunk walking around looking like Dorothy if, with red oh, they do? slippers. Yes. Would it be the greatest? Well, Judy Garland days where you got to get like married you. five times and drink like a fish. How <laughs> <laughs> great would that be? That'd be phenomenal. I'd do that. Oh. No, I actually wouldn't. Catherine wouldn't go for it. Crystal, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: There's other, you know, other kind of TV kind of coming on. Just amateur TV and with YouTube. When do you think mm-hmm. you're going to start talking about that as a reporter? When do you think that's going to break through as a quality product that people are going to watch as a series or some such thing like that? Oh well, I've been talking. I've been covering web series and things like that since 2009. Okay. Um, so it's been an ongoing conversation over the last decade. It's just. A matter of, I mean, if you talk to anyone under probably 24, they can tell you every series, every YouTube personality that's going on. It's just that it's slower to catch on with um, the older generations. And you have to remember that YouTube also has a premium channel. So they do have some good series, including Cobra Kai, which is a continuation of the Karate Kid story. And it is fantastic. If you love Ralph Macchio... So good. It's really well done, well written. Hmm. Um, also, Step Up High Water is a continuation of the Step Up movie. So it's a dance series. That is also extremely well done. So um, things are definitely going on. We're definitely covering them. And um, it's just a matter of people discovering it. Yeah. Okay. You got karate and dance movies, and I'm supposed to be excited about <laughs> You would love Cobra Kai. I, would I really? am not into martial arts. I Whoa. love Cobra Kai. Yes, I'm sweep the saying. leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Oh, that's right. Sweep the leg, man. <laughs> that guy in the blonde was kind of a prick off. in that movie. Unbelievable. He kind of played that role in every '80s movie. He played the jock yeah, bully did. guy yeah, in everything. Okay, Chris, we got to wrap it up, but I got to ask you a question. Did I ask you if you've been watching City on a Hill or not? No, you did not. Have you Have you watched it, Kevin um, Bacon? No, I have not. Is it? Do you like it? It's a, Is it good? Kevin Bacon plays an FBI agent in Boston, and he's a rough and tumble as they get. And I'll close with this statement so it's easy to edit for Andy or Gassy or whoever edits. So everything, this FBI, he, he's, he's using informants. He's paying people he's not supposed to pay. He's doing all these under-the-table things to try to get arrested and do the, all this really. First of all, Kevin Bacon is phenomenal in it, right? So his wife mm-hmm. left him because he got his girlfriend pregnant, and she didn't want a divorce, so she charges the house, and all everything in his life is going wrong. Everything's going wrong. So he lights up a cigarette and walks into a Catholic church. He looks up at the cross, and he says, the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> a little bitter. <laughs> Just a little bitter. Jesus was looking at him. Uh, I yeah, give it a whirl because you know you spend a lot of time. You're from Boston, right? So, I think you'd like yes, it. Yes, I actually think we did talk about this, and I said if it's a bad Boston accent, I'm going to have a problem. Ah, uh, no, it's good. They do a good job. It's really, really good. Everybody in it's really good, as a matter of fact. Okay, the, your groceries I'll have are to here. Check it out then. <laughs> Where are you up at the cabin? It sounded like a screen door. <laughs> no, I actually am on. I have to leave. I have to go to the set. So that was uh, our garage door. Okay, what the F are you looking at? That's all I got to say to you, sister. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with our two couple of special guests coming up with the family.